that's all film. Time speed is what it is. Uh, I take playing speed as a more important gauge than time speed. Me personally, I probably watch more film on him than any prospect that I could ever remember watching film on, ever remember watching film on. That's all film. Because everyone said, well, he ran real slow. It's an alert. I said, okay, well, games that I watched, I didn't see him get run by. It's an alert. With the 53rd pick in the 2017 National Football League draft, the Detroit Lions have selected Tease Tabor. Be careful. Tread lightly. When we come down, come just crossing off some lists. Yeah, that's all. The the the, the big wigs at the backstage gave us a little money to play around with this yeah. weekend. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it, was it was all in the per diem. It was all in the per diem. We're just gonna go through everything that happened with free agency trades. It was a crazy week, and uh, I mean, a lot to unpack. I mean, there's even signings and stuff that you go through. Like, I did no idea Thomas Davis was signed with the Chargers. Yeah. Like, the, the moves like that that are, like, big deals kind of fly under the radar. So we're just going to try and be as thorough as possible um, and, and go through this and give you our opinions on everything that has happened in the NFL over the past week. So we're just going to go team by team uh, in alphabetical order. So start off with the Arizona Cardinals. I guess their big move was make, trading for Marcus Gilbert, offensive tackle uh, from Pittsburgh. They also signed Terrell Suggs, uh, Jordan Hicks, which were their two big money deals. I, I felt that they kind of overpaid for Hicks, but that's the way it goes with free agency. And another like thing, I guess I want to just talk about with like these contracts, like the figures are a lot, but the way that NFL contracts work, like not many of them ever reach their full value. I mean, even look at a guy like Malik Jackson. He had a ridiculous payday, and now, you know, the Jags got out of it this year, you know. So these deals aren't necessarily, you know, sure things as they go down the road. Um, there's, like, a lot of opt-outs and guaranteed money and non-guaranteed money and salary escalators and yeah, stuff like that. The numbers nearly always look. And then next year, you know, it's these these will look like values sometimes, you know. Yeah. So um, that's kind of my, my little two cents on Yeah. No, definitely, it's it's so true because the NFL is the only real real sport of the major sports that doesn't have a guaranteed contract. So they have a luxury of being able to to uh, to to flash some some big numbers in some people's yeah. faces. The Cardinals kind of flying under the radar a little bit in the free agency. Definitely. I think um, Kevin White. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of their uh, off season is going to be surrounding the number one pick. And uh, interesting, they bring Brett Brett Hundley in. Uh, Arizona native, backup quarterback. Arizona native. Are they going to have uh, two two UCLA Bruins in the in the QB room? Yeah, <laughs> moving forward, that's the real question. Yeah, that so is, that is a good question. Moving and getting uh, Marcus Gilbert, veteran offensive lineman. Definitely, line, I think it's a big move. Well, yeah, I was going to say uh, with Jordan Hicks and Marcus Gilbert. Um, more with Mark, Marcus Gilbert was really great in, in Pittsburgh, but kind of has has been hampered by injuries, much like Jordan Hicks, who was a great player uh, in Philly, um, a linebacker who really can do it all, but has been hampered by injuries as well. So. Uh, two guys that if can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, this could be uh, two nice little pieces. This is a quick thing on the Sugg signing. Like for me, that just feels like he's a Raven. Yeah. How, how is this man? Like yeah. I know. <laughs> I would love to love to hear his thought process. Well, he's from. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's from no, he Arizona. went to. I know he went to Arizona State, but maybe he just kind of wanted to go home. Was tired of the cold and uh, wanted to play out the rest of the 
Hall of Fame career in, in, in Zona. I don't really blame him. He, he spent enough time in, in Baltimore. He'll always be remembered as a Raven, but yeah. I think he might, you know, the guy seems ageless, so he might make a few moves with the Cardinals. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. But, um, Falcons, moving on to Atlanta. They lost some, some guys, really, with the secondary. Robert Alford and uh, Brian Poole are kind of big big losses in that in that regard. Um, so might look at that as a draft you know, prospect. Isaiah Oliver also, they yeah. drafted in the second mm-hmm. round last year. Um, they mainly just went to the O-line, signed James Brown and James Carpenter, and also tagged Grady Jarrett. So not, not too many moves making. Uh, the Falcons didn't make too many moves. Um, kind of more guys walked out the door a little bit. And uh, Devonta Freeman better be healthy because he's going to yeah. have to step up to that full-time role. He's no longer got Tevin Coleman uh, taking some carries from him. A lot of them valuable. And Coleman, uh, pretty good player they're losing there. But I think uh, Devonta Freeman is, is fit for that, uh, that, that role change. Yeah, not much, too much to say here. It was obviously huge bringing back uh, Grady Jarrett as one of the, the best interior defensive linemen in the uh, NFL and just getting some uh, some depth on the offensive line. I mean, this is a really great w- roster. This was my first pick in wins pool last year. Uh, we all know what this team can do when they're healthy and uh, they're they're fly- firing on all cylinders, so not much uh, else to say. The Ravens, it seemed like for a little bit that everyone was leaving. Yep. I mean, they, they're a new team. They're, now, yeah, this, I mean, I was thinking, like, I can't remember a team that's had this much roster turnover. From one season to the next, and for a team that made the playoffs, yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy. Uh, they obviously traded Joe Flacco to the Broncos, um, and so then the Broncos. We'll talk about their trade uh, later, but I mean that was kind of a long time coming. We knew that he was about to get that Mahomes treatment, yeah, um, but. It's Lamar Jackson's team now. Yeah, LJ yeah era. that's well, all I needed to say was uh, they. I think this team saved themselves by signing two big money free agents, uh, Mark Ingram at running back and Earl Thomas at safety to come in. I think uh, both those guys. I don't know if they're going to be able to to help the Ravens too much. A lot of the the they're definitely fully investing in Lamar Jackson. A lot of the weight's going to be on his shoulders, and just losing so many veteran pieces on their team, especially on defense. C.J. Mosley, their starting linebacker. Terrell Suggs, like we just talked about, going to Arizona. He's been there for however many years. I think like yeah. 18 or something like that. Eric Weddle at safety. They're losing him. Leader on defense. And then on offense, losing Crabtree, Alex Collins, and John Brown. This team is totally turning over. I don't know who the receivers yeah, I mean, are going to be. Zadarius Smith, in, too, in had Baltimore. a break, up, break Yeah, Zadarius, I completely forgot to even mention edge. him. He got a huge deal in Green Bay. So, I, I don't know. Even I, with... With how the division's looking, the AFC North is is looking extremely weak going into the definitely the next the next season. And even with how weak it's looking, it's tough. Either you believe in Lamar Jackson as a franchise quarterback, or you don't. I think that's what it's coming down to right now. Yeah, I guess they could start rolling now. They have like, in Ingram, they have a, a, a running back that's dependable, and you know they don't have to play Gus Edwards for for eighteen carries a game or more. And then yeah. bringing Earl Thomas in is a big move, but I don't I, know if it's going to be able to save them. I uh, I really wanted the Ravens to go out and get Le'Veon Bell because I thought that was kind of like the best spot for him, uh, especially with Lamar Jackson having a guy like Le'Veon Bell that can help out in the short pass game and also being an impactful runner. Um, yeah, so I'm not really sure. This isn't under the guidance of Ozzie Newsom anymore. It's obviously a new, um, you know, a new team. They re-signed Nick Boyle, who was really good last year. And yeah, took I mean, they're, they're took best away. three pass catchers are tight ends. I know, you know I know. It's like... you're, I'm not really sure. And, and letting go of John Brown, who I thought was their best receiver last year. What are you doing um, re-signing Nick Boyle if you spent 
I know. Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, and I, you're going to give Nick Boyle yeah. three for 18. The yeah. philosophy in, in, in Baltimore is getting old, in my opinion. And now that they don't have these guys, these cornerstones on defense to will them there and to lead them there, I think they're just going to kind of fall through, especially Definitely. that topped with the fact that I really don't believe in Lamar Jackson as someone who can throw the ball vertically down the field, which I think is something that you need to do, especially come playoff time, um, if you want to be a competitive team in this league. And without the receivers, it's just going to make it that much harder on them. I don't really see Baltimore doing too much in the near future. They just signed Harbaugh to an extension as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So they could soon be getting into Cincinnati Bengals territory with uh, some mediocre – they're a few mediocre seasons away, I think. Let's uh, head over to the Buffalo Bills, who um, didn't lose too many guys. Just Charles Clay and John, John Miller heading out the door. But – Made like a lot of oh, yeah. signings, I guess. Like the, I guess the most notable ones would be John Brown and Cole Beasley, uh, coming in at receiver to kind of, I guess, hopefully be depth players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, John Brown had a nice season uh, last year in uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, but Cole Beasley's kind of fallen off. I, I felt yeah, like right. I mean, definitely. you obviously watched those Cowboys games, but I felt that was kind of a bizarre move. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, I mean, it's a lot of money to be playing. I mean, Cole Beasley is, I, I always will have a soft spot in my heart for Cole Beasley, but I don't know if I, obviously, if the Cowboys were to give him th- four years for $30 million, I just think you can find production, uh, his type of production, a lot of other ways. But they obviously think that it'll be a great little weapon um, for Josh Allen. Obviously, when you look at this, it's all offensive, with the exception of Kevin Johnson, the former first-round pick, who hopefully can redeem his career a little bit. But they uh, went out and got Mitch Moore, Spencer Long, and Ty Nischke. Yeah, that's uh, what I was Long and Nischke yeah. were both, I think, in Washington, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. Morse was in Kansas City. So, I mean, all together they spent, if I can do some, some quick Kumon math in my head right now, <laughs> close to $70 million on that offensive line. Um, so Buffalo will be Buffalo, man. I'm not, well, and they got the three oldest uh, running backs yeah. in the NFL on their depth chart. I just yep. think it's like... Setting yourself up to to have a ceiling of seven wins, you know, I just I don't see where the explosiveness is going to come. I, and, uh, in the draft, they're they're number one candidate for DK, I think. Yeah, I I would agree with that, and I also um, I don't know, I kind of liked what they did. I'm not going to lie. I think they got a couple depth up. Their offensive line was bad last year. They addressed that a little bit. I I, I obviously don't if think they got AB. Maybe you'd, we'd be. Yeah, we'd I know that would be singing a different tune. Yeah, we definitely would. But I like bringing in John Brown, who I think is one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL. Um, and just again, all of these teams. I'm sure we'll get into it more with the Browns and the Jets. But you got the young quarterback. You need to just fully uh, make that the center of you know your philosophy. Let's go to Carolina. Uh, not too many big moves here, I guess either. Um, Thomas Davis, though, leaving, I feel like is probably the biggest one. He's been on that team forever. Walton Payer, Walter Payton, man of the year, um, that whole thing. And also Devin Funches, kind of a failed yep. pick. Former uh, Farmington Harrison uh, standout. You know, so Devin Funches is out the door. Uh, also Matt Khalil leaving. So, some, I mean, it seems like the Panthers always need O-line help. Um, this Former is- Servite High School All-American <laughs> in Anaheim, California. Go Trojans. So, I mean, they signed Matt Paradis, um, which was, I felt like he was the best center on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, him or Morse. Him or Morse, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. We're both good, decent options there. So good for them for, for getting that position uh, taken care of. But still, definitely, trenches are going to be uh, at yeah. the focal point, I think, of their draft. Definitely. Edge, too. Julius Peppers retired. That's another, another thing that I don't know if we've mentioned uh, mm-hmm. this offseason. But obviously, they got some needs over there. I also, I, maybe, uh, I just want to say, they re-signed Darrell Williams, who was really good uh, – Two years ago, and then last year, I think he tore his ACL, but he had some 
season-ending injury in the offseason, and they only it's a real low-risk, one-year, $6 million contract uh, for Dale Williams, and if he can return to that Pro Bowl level as a right tackle, that'd be huge for them. Chicago. Chicago, eh? Chicago. The Bears. Um, I, I like the Bears, some of the Bears' moves. I think that uh, signing Cordero Patterson was a bit of a reach. I don't think he's necessarily been... They need back in the north. <laughs> they need yeah. They need a receiver, you know. And I don't think he's necessarily a receiver. I think he's more of kind of a uh, offensive weapon or a special teams ace. And I like the signing of Mike Davis. I thought he was an effective running back in uh, in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. And then Buster Scrine coming in to to help out with the uh, the secondary and, and the big signing of Haha Clinton Dix, which I, Tommy was talking about earlier that he liked. I don't like as well, much. But uh, well, not losing as, Adrian Amos. That's a big uh, big loss. So, got to got to refill that hole. Yeah, well, I if they they're kind of going to have a new look cuz Adrian Amos was more of the strong safety to Eddie Jackson's kind of free willing uh free safety, but and I'm it's going to be interesting to see how they um you know, how they the, they divvy up the responsibilities as the safeties with Clinton Dix and Eddie Jackson, but two former teammates, I'm sure they're good buddies. Um that'll be an interesting backcourt. Uh and then Bryce Callahan losing him, they went cheaper with Buster Scrine. So, I don't necessarily like that, I probably would have paid Bryce Callahan uh, the money because I think he's one of the better slots in the NFL. But how is this defense going to bounce back after their biggest loss was Vic Fangio too? So, yeah, I mean, how is they how are they really going to react to losing you know Fangio and then Amos and Callahan? I think Mac. that uh, <laughs> I, th- I think that it could. But be, no first round know, pick this year or next year either. Yeah, so could be kind of an interesting rebuild in Chicago, considering defensively, considering that I think it's a cliff year for Trubisky. So yep, this is going to be an interesting year for the Bears, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very uh, anxious to see how they'll fire back after the impressive season last year. Cincinnati, baby. <laughs> wow. I mean, talk about a team that I just feel like is, in the, is just like not good right now. Yeah. I mean, like I, I mean, they signed Preston Brown, who's – Pretty decent linebacker coming in, I guess, to fill that. Uh, is Burfix on the team? Um, I believe he is, but okay. <laughs> obviously the play has gone down. And yeah. So, I mean, they need some help at linebacker, so that'll be good for them. Um, he's a tackling machine. But, I mean, Bobby Hart, people were pissed about it. He gave up, what, 10, 11 sacks and had 10 penalties or something yep. like that, and they gave him a three-year, $21 million deal. Boy. Um, People were also upset about the. Um, oh God. No, maybe not. I was thinking about something else, but um, I don't know. Just a team that is. We don't have to spend too much time here. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have a lot of work to do in the draft. Yeah, I think. Well, in, yeah, in the future. They're setting up, I think, for a pretty bad year, and obviously it's a new regime coming in. But I'm not really sure what uh, the direction is for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think maybe just as a little tidbit to make this a little exciting. Um, if you're the Bengals, don't spring on a quarterback this year. You know, if you're going to yeah. stick with Dalton, maybe wait a year uh, to yep. see if you can move up next year, and, or or if you're there next year to get a guy. Because it would be kind of a shame to see um, someone like uh, if they drafted Haskins, let's yeah. say, or, or Drew Locke come in and just not really be their guy, and that would set them back. Or even just like be on like, a team that isn't good enough yeah. for like to take exactly. over for their you know inconsistencies and. You know, shortfalls as players. Definitely. And I think that Andy Dalton deserves one year under uh, Zach Taylor to kind of, you know, I think all the, whenever a new coach comes in, the incumbent starter yeah. usually, uh, you know, at least will be the starter for. Yeah. I mean, they but, started off strong I, last year. It's just, I don't, I, I, I well, I was going to say. the play calling will be good and, you know, we have another 
I could see young stud on our hands. The but. Bengals being a sneaky uh, trade up into the top five for Dwayne Haskins, kind yeah, of. But I just feel like, boy, they no. got to give up more to get Haskins. Oh, definitely. And then it's like, what? You're just going to sit Haskins behind Dalton, and you're going to be. I, I would much rather see them, you know, take a defensive guy that that would make their defense a lot better. I think they had the worst pass defense in the NFL last year. Get a guy who will make that better. You know, build your defense a little bit more. Let Dalton, Mixon, and Green do their thing. You're signing these linemen on offense. I just feel like you you kind of got to tr- shift your attention to the defense because it was just so god awful well, last wasn't, year. It wasn't that they were. You know, I th- I still we think should look up the stats. Of, I think they were. Th- I think I they were last secondary. In, they have one in, of the better secondaries, uh, or at least last year with William Jackson, Drake Patrick, no, uh, and they, then no. Jesse Bates. I think They're, you're wrong, man. I think you're wrong. I think that I, I I'm serious. I'd like to look up the stats from last year. Dude, you're gonna. You're gonna right. This is edit out time. Yeah. <laughs> Bengals secondary heat. God, defense. Team total stats. That's offense. So you go defensive. You go, okay. Then you go. Well, how do you see how many years? Cincinnati is 31 in tackles. I don't want to see tackles. D- I want to look see up DVOA. DVOA? Yeah. Okay. Twenty-eight, okay, that's bad. What what is this? Is this stats and analytics? Yeah, this is analytics. Okay, I want to see. I just want to see pass yards allowed. Go, well, go back to that because they had a a stat for pass. Uh, I mean, go to yeah, pass defense and the pass defense. Twenty-eight or no? No, is it? I just want to see no, fucking pass. Their linebackers are, are they have a huge need of linebackers. No, because I was it was from the herd, dude. I was watching the herd and he looked, he brought up a thing and it said they allowed the most I think pass yards in like they broke some record or something in a season. Is this Cincinnati Bengals stats? I want to see it in comparison. This is all offense. Yeah. Well. Oh well. I guess nothing was proven here, but no. The defense is bad. We're still recording. I'll cut it out. The defense is bad. You gotta build. You gotta build from the. I think the the defense up. Let's uh, move on to the Browns here. Uh, they made the deal of free agency. Yep. Getting Odell Beckham from the New York Giants, uh, first and the third round pick plus Jabril Peppers, um, and they also traded for Olivier Vernon. So two deals um, with the Giants taking away big players from the Giants and giving up not really that much. I mean, Kevin Zeitler, Peppers, a first and a third round pick. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's 
for those two dudes. I mean, that those are really great moves. I mean, this team kind of looks – I mean, they're going to be, you know, probably the darling yeah. of the NFL in terms of picks and stuff. And I definitely have some concerns still overall about, I mean, their team and Freddie Kitchens and stuff like that. Uh, so I don't really think it's a for sure deal like that they'll win the North or whatever. Um, but definitely uh, interesting and, I mean, getting some star power in Cleveland for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Odell trade, I think, was great value. Obviously, uh, the Giants view Jabril as their Landon Collins, they, you know, just like their Landon Collins replacement because they gave him up for nothing. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think losing Kevin Zeitler, I think I'm not going to, I think Kevin Zeitler is a really good guard. And obviously, if Olivier Vernon is healthy and producing at the clip that he does when he's usually healthy, that's great. But um, if he's not healthy, Kevin Zeitler is a really good guard and offensive line is huge. So Look, I would look for them to address that in the draft somewhere. Um, but, yeah, this obviously they're going to be the darling this year. But I know with Lee and Klepp's favorite guy, Sheldon Richardson, coming in, they got even more uh, egos in this locker room. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how Freddie Kitchens kind of, um, you know, manages, manages all of that. Yeah, so and, and after eight weeks in, they're going to have Kareem Hunt too. So they definitely uh, do not have a shortage of talent. But um, I think that, you know, there's going to be – it's going to be a loud locker room in Cleveland, to say the least. I think that there's going to be a lot of personalities to handle, and I don't think it might. I don't think it'll be too overwhelming for anybody. But it should be interesting to see how they bounce back from being one of the worst franchises in all of sports the last 20 years to now all of a sudden having the most star power, um, or amongst the most star power in the league, definitely the most in their division. So that will be interesting to watch. Um, I think that I'm a little more. Uh, forgiving of the Giants' move than, than you guys. I think that it's obviously, you know, uh, a jaw-dropper when you trade a guy like Odell. But I think getting getting Jabril in a first and third round pick is pretty solid after seeing what Antonio Brown went for. I know it was obviously a different situation. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see how he can produce with former teammate Jarvis Landry in, the, well, in Cleveland. Yeah, and I think it is worth noting that there was a report that the Niners turned down giving the second pick for Odell. So, obviously, I think that the Giants uh, had potentially better deals there, and they obviously thought that this was the best deal, um, you know, that they could make. Yeah, I'm I would have sure. done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was the Niners? Yeah, I probably would have, too. I think they think that they're going to get Bosa, and they, they view him, or maybe Quinn Williams, and they view one of those guys as Yeah, they must. Man, franchise I, I, I think I would probably do that, too. Oh, gosh. boy. Now, don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back, because we have it recorded, don't we? Yeah. Just put up in the air on mute. <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah. So we can move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I just wanted to or, finish. Or, yeah, I wanted to finish up real quick. What do you guys think Kareem Hunt's role is going to be on the Cleveland Browns in the in the second half of the season? I don't know. I mean, I think. I mean, Nick Chubb obviously depends on how he's doing. Um, I mean, he played really well last year. Chubb did. Assuming um, Chubb plays to kind of the extent that he did last year. Yeah, I mean, I would. Just a two-horse backfield, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess there's no real harm in bringing in Kareem Hunt other than him being a woman punter. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting I, to see. I I mean, if I had to put money down now, I would say that uh, Nick Chubb is going to be the lead back, and then they would use Kareem as, in more of the passing type things. And still obviously giving him some touches, but I, I would see Chubb yeah. being the, the lead it back. It should be interesting to see how they incorporate him kind of into their offensive schemes. Dallas, baby. Not too much here other than Witten coming out of the booth. Yeah. Um, franchise tag, Demarcus Lawrence. That's but, huge. And but, then I guess lost Cole Beasley. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know? obviously, I think this summer is more about uh, you know re-signing Dak and getting Amari Cooper signed too. So that's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how that progresses. And Jason Witten, man. Yeah, no, Witten is obviously huge. Um, you know, I I still would like to maybe see them get a tight end in the second or third round, depending on what the board looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great to have Wooden back. Denver, uh, we talked about them a little bit earlier, I guess, with uh, their trade for Joe Flacco, but they also sent their uh, rent to QB Case Keenum to the Redskins for a seventh and sixth round pick, which isn't, I guess, too big of a deal or anything. Uh, but made some nice signings with Juwan James helping out that uh, you know O line that needed a lot of help. Uh, Kareem Jackson is a nice versatile piece for their uh, defensive backfield and. Um, Bryce Callahan coming over from, uh, you know, joining Vic Fangio in Denver, coming over from the Bears. Some, so some nice pieces. I mean, they did lose Bradley Roby, so I think that's where uh, Callahan will step in. Uh, and Darian Stewart as well. Maybe they envisioned Kareem Jackson maybe taking over that. He has safety playing experience. Yeah, I would. I completely agree with what you just said, Clef. I, I like a lot of the moves they made. Um, I'm not really sure about Juwan James. I know he's. I know that he's had um, injury issues, but I'm sure as we'll get to, as we get to more of the, obviously Trent Brown in Oakland, that these guys are getting paid a lot of money, um, and this is kind of the going rate if you want one of the better uh, talents at the position. But Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan, I think, are two great pieces in that um, that former no-fly zone secondary, and I do expect Kareem Jackson to be vying for that safety job because he played great last year in Houston. I agree. Detroit, baby. Forward down the field, we're busy. Uh, signed Trey Flowers for what five years, eighty-five or ninety million, something like that. Hasn't been released yet. Pretty big deal for him. Uh, also got Justin Coleman, slot corner over from Seattle. Jesse James, tight end from Pittsburgh, uh, and also Danny Amendola coming in. Uh, so that was a kind of an interesting signing. And then keeping the doc around. For, for another year. Yeah, great, like, great like re-signing. To, like to see that one. And then obviously, too, a lot of big departures. Glover Quinn, uh, TJ Lang, Nevin Lawson, more more so big names with TJ Lang and Glover Quinn. You know, not a ton of production out of those guys, uh, at least last year. Um, but still, two veteran presence presences leaving the building. You know, can't under really underrate that. I mean, definitely two guys that, you know, the team looked to for leadership and stuff. But not like the Lions have had a ton of success anyway. Yeah. So kind of you're really starting to see the big overhaul of this roster. There's a lot of really young dudes on this team. I mean, Coleman and Trey Flowers are both, you know, young 20s or mid-20s. And uh, Jesse James also 24 or something like that. So, um, I mean, these guys are going to come in with Patricia and see how, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I uh... – I don't really. I'm not over the moon with their moves, but I, I definitely don't think they really made a bad, really bad moves. Uh, probably Jesse James is the contract that I don't like, that I have the least, you know, amount of affection for. Um, but obviously Trey Flowers, um, I think is going to be huge for them. Uh, I think they did overpay for him, but I have kind of have no problem with that uh, if he, you know, can get them ten sacks and be the guy in the run game that he is and just do what he did in New England. That's kind of the going rate. Um, you know, if he's one, of, if he plays like he did there, then it's going to be well worth the price tag. I think Danny Amendola is a nice little uh, slot piece. That they needed a guy in the slot, so um, yeah, I, I, I'm overall I, I kind of like where the Lions are going, and uh, they made some nice moves. Also, they didn't. It's not on this little graph we have in front of us, but. Chuck Wash got re-signed, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So he's, he's gotten comfortable. He's gotten he's a little comfortable. comfortable there. 
Chuck Wash, we're about baby. To see. Glover's gone. I am. Um, I'm somewhere in between you guys. I thought the Jesse James deal was pretty good. I've always kind of thought that he was a sneaky, decently good player, and I think that the Lions locking him up for four years uh, makes it clear that they're investing in him as a uh, as a young guy. I think he's what like 26. He had one pretty good season in, in, in Pittsburgh. He put up some good stats. I like him as like a red zone target. He's been developing his whole career kind of as a red zone target. So I'd like to see him kind of get, get get comfortable in Detroit as a red zone target. And then Justin Coleman kind of feels like we signed a draft pick in a way. I, I got one year of film on him, and uh, you know he, he bounced from team to team kind of for the first few years of his career. And I don't necessarily know how to feel fully about him, but I hope that he comes in and has that lunch pail mentality in Detroit because uh, I think the secondary could definitely use that. And then the Amendola deal is kind of just like one that I shrugged off based on all the other moves that the Lions made. Obviously, Trey Flowers is a huge move. And uh, I kind of just saw that more as Patricia and Quinn bringing a guy in who they knew would be a, a leader to help Stafford out uh, on offense and alleviate some of that you know, uh, pressure from the young guys. But like Klepp and I were saying earlier, I really would have liked to see the Lions make a move for Jamison Crowder, a young slot that could help him out so they wouldn't have to rely on the draft to get another weapon on offense. Uh, but Amendola will work for a year, well, I guess. I think if they were to go get a guy like Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown, I don't know, a guy who's more in the slot in the second round. But that's going to be a second-round pick there. you know. Well, that's, and I'm uh, just saying, and then you have Danny Amendola as a four. That's a great like four wide, yeah. four, top four right there. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll so that, see. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'd like the Amendola deal more if he's DK. more of a four. <laughs> <laughs> Put him no, in the slot. Just no, run no, goes. No, I'd rather get Debo. I like I like the idea of Debo in the second round. I think that that would be a good move for them. But we'll see. I hope Amendola's still got some gamer to him. Green Bay, keeping it in the north. Um, they Fine. signed, made a big splash on the second day of free agency, getting Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and uh, Adrian Amos. Uh, potentially, you know, kind of reworking this defense. It's a defense that's been a little toothless. Maybe since the the Clay Matthews in his prime era when they had Woodson, B.J. Raji, and all that in their Super Bowl um, year, so those are some big signings. Good, good. A lot know, of money, man. A lot, a lot of, of money, money on the table yeah. in Green Bay. Yep. And Bringing in two powerful edges with good resumes, Zadarius well, Smith and Preston Smith. I think you know. Was, know. Yeah, Zadarius Smith kind of was had his year last year right before he was hit to hit hit uh, set to hit free agency where he finally. Kind of had some more production sacking the quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he can keep that production up. But I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't really like the Billy Turner move. It kind of was uh, – I know they gave him like big money, kind of similar to Bobby Hart. It was a three-year, $20 million deal change and change. Can't talk. Sorry, guys. But, uh, yeah, he just seems a little bit more like a journeyman, uh, plug-and-play offensive lineman that I think you can kind of get in the draft. I just didn't think that they needed to uh, – you know, spend that much money, but their their scouts obviously think that he is a starting NFL guard. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay him that much. I think they're going to go very offensive in the draft, definitely, um, just because of the moves they made in the offseason and the moves they've made in the draft in, in past years. That they're going to let this defense kind of develop a little bit. I think they've got some guys to lean. I mean, to. even to last year, they went with corners. Yep, heavy. Mm -hmm, so yep, that's what I mean. So I think the defense is kind of shaping itself, and like you said, Club, it was toothless, and now I think it's growing its teeth a little bit with the moves they made. And they're really going to rely on Rodgers, bring a few weapons in for the in the draft and rely on him to do magic next year on offense. Houston, man, I don't really know what they were doing. Because yeah. it's like you have you had a lot of pretty viable options in terms of offensive tackles, offensive yeah. guards, and didn't just didn't get any of them. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't understand like 
why they're not overpaying for Juwan James. I mean, they just need to desperately. Yeah. Deshaun Watson was injured running for his life last year, and you just make no additions to the O-line, and you're going to leave it all to rookies now. So that was kind of something for me that was didn't really know or understand what Houston's trying to do here. And you replaced Kareem Jackson, Kevin Johnson, and Tyron Matthew with Deshaun Gibson, uh, supposedly to re- replace Tyron Matthew, Bradley Roby, and Brian Bo- uh, Bobby Calhoun to replace the two corners. And I'm not saying Kevin Johnson was very good, but I think that Tyron Matthew is a guy that I don't know if he wanted to stay in Houston based on what he was saying after, but Gibson can't just come in and replace him, I don't think. And I like the Roby deal, but I, like you said, I think that the glaring hole on, on the Texans' resume is not signing any uh, any lineman to help Watson out. Yeah, I complete, completely agree with everything you just said. Even a guy like you know, Trent Brown, Jawan James, like if they were to make that overpaying uh, you know, at least they recognize that they have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the we're on the you know we're on the verge of organizational hubris if it's we're not already there. Colts had the most cap room going into yeah. free agency and didn't really do too much. Um, they signed Pierre Desir three years, twenty five million. I mean, that's a I thought that he could potentially get way more. Yeah, uh, just based on good player, fr- good you know just free agency stuff. Um, but three is. Three for twenty-five is is pretty good for I mean a guy that has I guess a lot of upside. Linden Wood, yeah, <laughs> same as that. <Evan. laughs> yep, um, and then they brought in Devin Funches for a one-year, thirteen million dollar deal. So that's probably overpaying, but they have a ton of cap room, yeah. and I mean why not? Exactly. So and they they kind of needed that big buy. Luck will make him look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he'll you know I think it's a nice move for the value that they got and how much money they still have eighty million dollars in cap space. So. There's a new quarterback in Jacksonville, Nick Foles, baby. Four years, 88 mil. I don't really know who they were bidding against, I guess. I, it feels like a lot, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, he's, so he'll come in and, and be their starting quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they had to do it, but I don't necessarily like the deal that much. In my uh, you know armchair GM, I'm thinking more two years, 50 mil, just give it all guaranteed. I think they already gave, they gave them around 50 million guaranteed, but there's a lot of incentives. That can go up. Uh, I mean, I kind of see Nick Foles as a bridge. I, if I'm the Jags, Jaguars, I still think you need to get, you know, obviously we'll see how this year goes, but um, you I know, don't know, man. I'm going to push back. I want to push back on yeah, that. Yeah, push back. Bit. Just because if you look at the position this team was in with a very similar roster two years ago, and I know people revert back to it a lot when they talk about the Jaguars, it was only two seasons ago where Blake Bortles was having a mediocre year and taking them to a few plays away from playing in the Super Bowl. And now you have a guy like Foles coming in, and I kind of can – I think it's – believe me, I think the, the numbers are absurd that I'm looking at. But you lock a guy up who's, what, 28 or 29 years old for four years. That's, you know, your kind of uh, quintessential quarterback prime there. Locking him up for four years. Bring a guy into Jacksonville who beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl that year Best thing on his resume is that Super Bowl win that people always talk about, and then played like a starting, like every part of a starting quarterback, uh, and especially against uh, division rival Texans last year, put up 471 throwing yards. That's something Bortles couldn't do in two games. Yeah, and I think giving Foles that money, letting everyone on the team know, look at this is the push we're trying to make. You still have young pieces and uh, veteran pieces on on the defense. I think maybe bringing in another receiver. Uh, is all they really need to do to push themselves up a little bit and maybe replacing uh, Tashawn Gibson in the secondary well, and drafting a safety. But I just think yeah. that this is a move for Jacksonville to basically be like, this is you know this is our guy, we're going with it. And I think Foles is, you know, 
that's not he's not a Case Keenum. He's not a Joe Flacco. Well, I, I completely agree with you. With more term, I just think you could have given him a short term deal because I I just you don't necessarily know when I see four but you years. You can't treat quarterbacks like other positions. Yeah, no, you're like, right. Here's a two year fifty million. The, it's like no, you they really were bidding a little bit in it. They were bidding against not not a lot of. They were really against themselves. And so I'm saying, well, if he breaks with some of those incentives and he gets that money, he'll be worth the money. I definitely. Think. So and and on your you know they lost Willie Jackson and Deshaun Gibson, but they've also. They drafted Taven Bryan and Ronnie Harrison yep, last that's year. Right, so that's right. That's right. Those are kind of guys that are they've groomed. filled those voids already. So that's an example of the Jaguars, you know, drafting well. Let's go to Kansas City, who a lot of uh, moves and they're losing a lot of good players. Justin Houston, Mitch Morse, um, Stephen Nelson was kind of up and down, but Eric Berry too. Uh, I mean, Eric Berry, Justin Houston, two guys that are just like Chiefs, you know, yeah. moving on. D Ford too. Um, D Ford, they traded uh, to San Francisco for a second round. You've pick. always been a little bit of a D Ford hater, club. Yeah, that was the quietest move. The whole because yeah. it happened, I think, right he, after he, something big happened, maybe the AB trade or o- Odell trade or something. But it, it it was literally the quiet. That's a lot to give up for D Ford. Yeah, a second and, round and pick you're in? picking up his contract. Yeah, I, I don't. I think the the Chiefs kind of definitely won that deal. The Niners kind of making some head scratching moves. We'll address that later, I guess. But. I want to address the uh, the elephant in the in the not not in this room, but for the Chiefs is the fact that Tyreek Hill is uh, being investigated for <laughs> domestic assault, and this would be this is you know the second time he's gotten in a uh, I think to my knowledge the second time he's gotten in a scuffle with the law regarding beating someone up that he shouldn't be beating up, um, and that's that would pose a huge problem yep. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I think that would be more notable than any of the moves we're looking at right now would be the fact that Tyreek Hill wouldn't be returning hypothetically or would be missing, you know, uh, yeah. a, a, a double digits games, you know. Yeah. Well, we saw with Kareem Hunt around this time last year when the same when the same similar report, you know, came out and it yeah. took a year for him to fi- face that discipline and then LaShawn McCoy, back judge, you know, back in September, we thought <laughs> That sh- that stuff was definitely going to blow up. No, it's but true. In terms of football moves, I really like the Tyron Matthew move. Obviously, he has injury has had some injury issues that maybe have curbed a little bit of his athleticism. But this defense needs playmakers, man. And I saw rumors about them trying to get Le'Veon Bell, and I'm happy they didn't because they have a lot of a lot of holes on defense. And even though they gave, they kind of won, I guess they got a second round pick for D Ford. They're on the edge right now, they get, they lost both of their starters, so there definitely is a glaring hole there. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they fill those. I'm a huge Honey Badger guy, and I think it's a good move. Um, but I think that he was uh, being a little disrespectful with that tweet about how he wanted to want, he didn't care about money and he wanted to uh, to win a ring. I think I like the premise of it, but it, you're in Houston, you know, and maybe he recognized the general manager not being able to sign offensive linemen, but you were in the in the playoffs, you know, you you, you got a good young quarterback. Yeah, it's such a year to year league. I think that it's a little disrespectful to his, his brothers in Houston that he played with last year. You know, hey, it's a business. He's shifting them off. I know it's a business, but I'm just saying, you know, just saying that the Chiefs are uh, might be in a little deeper water than Tyron Matthew expects if he thinks that they're just going to be a Super Bowl contender just every. I mean, every I don't year. know. I don't know why they wouldn't be. I'm not expecting a fall. Well, I, well, I don't, I don't know why the Texans wouldn't be a uh, contender as well. You know. Yeah, I know. So. I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Deshaun Watson right now. That's. Well, I'm, I'm not going to entertain that argument right now because we're, we're doing a little off-season free let's, agency here. So. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, not too much here. We previously talked about Thomas Davis. Really nice signing. I think a nice veteran presence on defense that's been missing a little bit since Weddle left. Um, you lost Tyrell Williams. He never did too much in, in, in with the Chargers. Kind of more of a 
boomer bust type of dude. They just have a logjam of so many talented yeah. receivers too. Yeah. So and then Jason Verrett, who just couldn't really stay healthy, is leaving and re-signing a few a few other guys on defense. Yeah, some solid moves. I uh, Thomas Davis, I think, has got football left. Yeah, and so. I like the Tyrod Taylor move too, just because you never know, and if. For God forbid, if Philip Rivers were to go down, Tyron Taylor is not a bad second option to have, and he's a great locker room guy. Uh, the Rams, not. I mean, they brought in Eric Weddle. That was their big deal, and they also um, re, they picked up Dante Fowler's option on his contract. So um, not too much here. I mean, they they lost Lamarcus Joyner, but Weddle should come right in and fill that gap. Did John Sullivan retire, or did they? Uh... I think he's on the market. Because did he not have as good of a year last year? Because he, I know two years ago he was he played pretty well, so that was kind of interesting. To not up on John Sullivan. Not up on John Sullivan. No, no. Um, the Miami Dolphins, man, holy smokes! Another team that, like the Bengals, I think I kind of grouped them in just the same, somewhat of a, of a directionless ship right now. Yeah. Um, not they lost Juwan James, like we talked earlier. Also, Cameron Wake uh, still hasn't. He hasn't signed. Oh, you know, he signed with Tennessee. This is the um, worst off-season sheet I'm looking at But, so like, far. what – this is my head, biggest head-scratcher is Devontae Parker. Your boy. I've been hearing, like, this guy upset with Miami. Yeah. Like, the last two years that has been – he's been dysfunctional and, like, with them yeah. and, like, can't get it together and you're just staying. Hasn't had a quarterback. And so – Still I, doesn't. Yeah, but still has always had injury issues and obviously has not lived up to the, no. the billing of – No. That, that 2015 wide receiver class is, is pretty uh, – it's crazy how they've all kind of – a lot of them have faded The away. Dolphins have a lot of work to do, man. I feel bad for the new coach, uh, Flores. They're, they got a little Lions asked to bring in the two former Pats right there, Dwayne Allen and, and Eric Rowe. Uh, and so you can see, I, I like Brian Flores, and the, that's something I will say. That yeah, he's the, definitely got his work cut out That's the biggest addition I think that they made. I, I think that he, uh, I, I like I like where his head's at. He seems like an all-business. Uh, Maybe they'll be in the guy. mix for a, uh, a push-up to get a QB in the top ten. We'll see, but it's the same thing with Cincinnati. Obviously, yeah. you like Dwayne well, Haskins less than well, I do. Well, well, in Miami, they don't. In Cincinnati, at least they have Andy Dalton. You know, that's that's better. Than, I've I've heard some rumblings. I don't know. They if just signed Fitzpatrick. That. Actually, I know too. they did. They did yeah. sign Fitzpatrick. That happened today. We forgot to mention that. Um, so that's your guy. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins are in twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one tank mode. I'm not gonna. Lie. Obviously, it's yeah. Really, no, I, it could. The be. NFL. I don't think you can really do that. But in terms of just not putting the best talent out there on the on the field to recognizing that, that you're not, you can't really compete for yes. what you should be competing for, and taking a a year to try to fix that. Yeah. Minnesota. Uh, initially, Anthony Barr was gonna leave. <laughs> now he's back. Exactly. <laughs> that was, I guess, their big big move. I mean, they're kind of a team that's a little cap strapped. Um, yeah. Mike Remmers, I think, leaving is just kind of interesting in the terms of you know he. And Riley Reef were kind of brought in in that same offseason where they tried to overhaul the line, and he never really stuck anywhere. Um, they've moved him to guard, and it just wasn't too good. So um, that'll be another thing that they look to address in the draft. Um, yeah. We can just move on to New England, too. I mean, New England, man, they're going to get two more third-round comp picks for Trenton Brown and Trey Flowers. Um, they traded for Michael Bennett, so definitely a few interesting moves here. Man, this team is just... They're, they're masters. They're, they're so far and ahead, I think, above just in terms of operating. Like you said, they're going to get those two third-round compensatory picks, which are just huge. And then bringing in a guy like Michael Bennett, who got nine sacks last year as a rotational D lineman in Philly. And Isaiah Price, right, coming back. From, Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. Isaiah Wynn. Uh, Isaiah Wynn coming they, back. From they gave up uh, Trent Brown as left tackle, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Wynn was the guy they drafted to be the left tackle. So obviously they're, they got their whole master plan going out. They, I did see that they lost out on Adam Humphreys and Cole Beasley, though, which I thought and, was pretty uh, funny. And Golden Tate. 
Oh, and they were in on the Golden Tate. Uh, Bruce Ellington, man, he's not like any of those guys quite, but he's a really good athlete. So yeah, him, he's a guy who can former lion. <laughs> he can move in space. Yeah, he was he was an impressive lion for a little while. <laughs> and they also have twelve draft picks too. So uh, I think that That's this team is work's gonna happen. Very well, could be better next year than they were this year in terms of just defense and getting more athletes on the team. The Saints, uh, their big move was uh, getting Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they did lose uh, Unger. Mark Ingram and Alex Okafor. So those are some some solid losses. But, I mean, if you look at a guy like Okafor, you'd just hope Marcus Davenport yep. step on up. Um, oh, man. And, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just looking at the Bridgewater deal. One year for 7.25. I'm just surprised Teddy Bridgewater didn't didn't Miami. take the deal with Miami. Yeah. Well, I think he just thinks the Saints is better for him. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Because he sees the end of Drew Brees, yeah. you know, and he'd rather just be in. But and I mean, they're not—they're not really investing in him right now to the, be the heir apparent. They're—they're they're giving him a one-year deal to be a backup. You sign him to be a backup for a year, and then yeah, but he, you don't know how much longer Brees is going to be there. And also with—I mean, Bridgewater is what twenty-seven. He—I mean, it's not unrealistic that he has a ten-year window to, you know, he still can have five years of being a starter quarterback for next year, hitting free agency, and I think he might be even younger. Yeah, I mean, he probably yeah, is. It's it's just crazy that... I don't know, I just thought that... I guess you guys are right, because the roster's a lot better, but just the opportunity to start... So go to, but if he goes to Miami and fails, then his career kind of... He goes right back to where he is, and I think he sees this as, I can stay here, potentially win a Super Bowl. Play with get, Sean Payton. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, and fair And get free agency next year. Fair enough. Giants. Malcolm Brown signing as well, I did want to say, was a big move. Yeah, that is a nice move. Uh, Giants, wow. I mean, we could have our whole a whole podcast, at least I could, yeah. about just how much the Giants have, have failed the oh, since their uh, playoff berth in Green Bay. Um, nothing's gone right since the boat pick. Um, and, uh, I mean, Big's move, I guess, was getting Golden Tate. I just don't really understand what you're... It's a lot of money. What you're, like, I, I just, I, you have Sterling Shepard, who's like a slot receiver already. I don't really understand Evan what. Ingram, yeah, I just like don't really know what you're doing there. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, Golden Tate's a good player. I'm yeah. more just, like, from a Giants, like, perspective, it just, like, kind of seems like you'd rather spend that money on, uh, you know, a younger player or just um, save it. <laughs> yeah. Like, for something else. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I just think that Dave Gettleman thinks, like, I think you can kind of see what his master plan is. Oh, we don't need Landon Collins. We have our quarterback in Eli. Uh, OBJ is too much of a distraction. We have Saquon now. Let's get Jabril Peppers in. Let's get another first-round pick, a third-round pick. Uh, we'll sign Golden Tate, who's a high-character guy. I can just see this, these thoughts being played out in his head. Uh, and he obviously, I, I really thinks that, I really think that he thinks that he is doing a really good job and has his team in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know, I just think it's kind of funny. seems like there's like almost a, a, a disconnect somewhere between Eli and Pat Shermer and him. Like, there's not there's not a real... Clear, no one's really talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I back the, uh, the Odell move. I back the Odell move in terms of getting capital yeah. for the future yeah. and, and it not being the fit. Yeah. I think this team should be all in for Kyler. Uh, they're not going to be, but I do think they're going to be moving and shaking on draft day, and I think that they're going to make it a trifecta. I think the first one, or no, maybe it'll be it'll be the fourth one because the first one was drafting Ryan Nassib back in 2014. I think it was. I think it was in the third or second round. They drafted Ryan Nassib as their backup. Absolutely didn't pan out. Quarterback from Syracuse, I remember. Davis then Webb. they draft Davis Webb in the third round yeah. from Cal. He's he was on the Jets practice squad last time I checked. 
Then now they draft Kyle Lalletta last year from, from Richmond University in the third round. And I think maybe they're going to push it up into the first or second round and draft a quarterback. But I just think this team is destined to fail at quarterback. And I, I feel bad for Saquon. I hope they cleaned it up soon for his sake because uh, he's, a, he's a generational talent. And I think they need to get as much talent and help around him as possible as soon as possible. And the Golden Tate deal, as much as I love Golden Tate, it just seems kind of backwards to me, like yeah. you guys said. Too much money, too old of a guy. Jets made a... Let's go to the AFC, baby. Yeah, Jets kind of had the free agency I thought the Colts would have. Yeah. Um, Le'Veon Bell, Jamison Crowder, uh, two big, pretty big deals. And then C.J. Mosley, big deal for him. Five years, $85 million is just nuts. Um, Osemele, too, bringing him in. Yep. Uh-huh. A good trade for that. And, uh, I mean, just a team that I think is heading in the right direction um, overall. Uh, bringing in Gase to pair up with Darnold and just moving forward... With that, I think this is just a team that's in a good spot right now. Yeah, I mean, I think these guys won the offseason. Um, I mean, I mean Cleveland, I guess. But, I mean, in terms of just not getting OBJ and having not – I mean, C.J. Mosley, we can – he may probably got overpaid. But other than that, um, you know, just bringing in Le'Veon Bell, that's obviously going to help with Donald's development. It's not really that bad of a contract for him either. He's getting less money than he would have got in Pittsburgh. And it's for four years. The guy's still, you know, twenty, just turned twenty-seven. So I think this, these guys are definitely moving in the right direction. And I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably going to trade down uh, in the draft because they need to get back like a second-round pick, maybe. So we'll see how quarterback crazed uh, it gets on draft day. Yeah, I mean, I think C.J. Mosley. I'm one of his biggest fans, and that's overpaying a guy, I think. But yeah, linebacker positions seem to be pretty inflated. So I mean, so did corners. So I mean. We definitely uh, predicted the contracts wrong. If we were to predict the contracts, I would have predicted them completely wrong. Greg Williams is coming in and they run a uh, a three four. Do they not? I'm pretty sure. Or at least is, is he. A well, they were trying to sign Barr, so I'm assuming they're yeah. they running. That. Well, because they also um, have you know Avery Williamson and Darren Lee at, at the inside yeah. linebacker spot, so it's a little. They got another CJ Mosley. Yeah, you know. I think this this is a team that's going for it, kind of building around Darnold, just similar to the way Cleveland and, is building around Baker. And much like I don't know, now you got Jamal Adams. Mosley and Leonard Williams. I mean, they just have the on all nice levels. Yeah. Going all I'm thinking level. is they're, they're definitely in uh, tight end first round no, uh, territory. No, 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 in the no. Draft. Herndon, man, Herndon's the truth. Really, is Herndon I'm, their guy? I'm a big Herndon yeah. guy. Go back to my preview last year. I said he was going to be the rookie to watch. He's a great <laughs> player. Really, that's he's, awesome. He's in jail. Well, I, I know he made uh, made an impact. I didn't know that it was that big. I didn't know he was their guy of the future. But yeah, no, great offseason for the Jets. Raiders, other big move was obviously the Antonio Brown trade. Um, he's out west now. I mean, just a good good amount of talent. They reworked his contract, and he's the highest paid receiver. So, uh, and, you know, also letting Jordy Nelson go. That's trading someone for a lunch sack. Yeah. That's what trading someone yeah, for yeah. a lunch sack is. You New Yorkers. I know that the losing Odell was hard, but that's not trading for a lunch sack. This is trading for a lunch sack. <laughs> a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown. Is a total head scratcher. I think every fan of every team in the league was like, "Oh, we should have done that." Yeah. So, I mean, they traded Coletio Semele, which I didn't. I don't love that move for them because mm-hmm. uh, their offensive line isn't really good as it is, and so that's a, losing a good piece there. Um, but bringing in Trent Brown, the big, uh, big tackle deal, four years, sixty-six million dollars, crazy. Um, yeah. And Tyrell Williams signing four for forty-four. So he's a you know high upside type of guy, but not exactly sure if that'll turn out or that'll pan out for the way they want it to. I don't like I, that deal at all. 
Yeah, I don't necessarily either, but I do think it's a, a nice fit with Antonio Brown. The, the the second receiver doing Antonio Brown, I feel like you're always going to get, you know, better matchups, kind of like how we, we've seen with Juju last year. Obviously, Juju's a great talent, but um, I like I like what they did overall. Trent Brown, um, if he plays well, uh, I think could be worth the contract, but we, it's going to be really interesting to see what his playing, playing level is like because obviously before he went to New England, he was a solid player. Um, but under Skarnecchia, yeah, he really uh, took that next step. And Lamarcus Joyner, I don't know if we mentioned him, but that's I think that's a really nice uh, signing. I don't, I don't see how much money they gave him, but he's a, a really heady good player. Raiders definitely turning it around, man. Maybe making a push for that Vegas move. The Eagles, um, Deshaun Jackson's back. I kind of like this this storyline at least. I mean, I um, think it's a really good move. You know, too. I think it's a good fit. Bringing him back, uh, be nice to see him back in that Eagle Green where he uh, started his career out. I saw um, some Warren Sharp analytic thing that said that Deshaun Jackson lines up perfectly with like the routes Carson Wentz likes to throw. Like huh. Deshaun Jackson's top three most effective routes in his career are the are Carson Wentz's top three most effective throwing routes in his career. Okay. So. That was something that was very cool to read, and a little analytical tidbit there. Um, I like them re-signing uh, Graham, Peters, and Darby. Yeah. Um, I think those are all good moves. And also bringing in Malik Jackson, um, good you know, good signing there. And also uh, kind of getting back to their D-tackle, D-line, rotational roots a little bit. Um, and uh, LJ Fort has always been underrated in Pittsburgh, I feel like. I think that could be a, a good signing for them. Yeah, overall, man, the Eagles, I just think, are just a really uh... – well-run franchise. Howie Roseman does a really good job, and I think that they retooling a little. Yeah, bit. retooling. I think Deshaun Jackson is an unbelievable fit. You got Alshon on the outside, then Aguilar working the slot, and then you can have Deshaun Jackson being your deep threat. I, I really like that. Um, and this team, you know, should it's really going to be interesting to see what Carson Wentz's uh, playing level is at this year. Should he be healthy? Pittsburgh, baby. Um, they've lost Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown for a third and fifth round pick. <laughs> And are paying Antonio Brown $21, $21 million. Or it's like a dead cap hit. They're not yeah. paying it to him. but they can't So, I mean, it. that's just crazy. Yeah. But um, I guess we already talked about that with uh, the Raiders. But um, signing Steven Nelson, Artie Burns hasn't exactly panned out like they wanted him to, and they need but corner help. Steven Nelson, man, just yeah. doesn't inspire too much. Con- I, I just would avoid that. I don't I don't see him as a solution, really. Yeah. He was getting burned a lot in Kansas City. I feel like they've never had a good secondary. Uh, the mighty know. have fallen. Yep. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh. <laughs> as I sit atop my throne. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just playing. But that was, uh, the Steelers are in some trouble, man. They're definitely in some trouble. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, as much as uh, my brother likes Juju, I, I, I like him too, but I do not think he's the number one receiver in the NFL. And I think that the Steelers are going to find themselves behind the eight ball a lot uh, in, the, in the coming season. I think that Tomlin's a great coach and Roethlisberger's had a great career, but there's really only so so far that can get you in the modern NFL is a great coach and having a great career as a quarterback. I don't think that this team has the necessary tools on either side of the ball and didn't do a good enough job retooling to really be as competitive as their fan, their fans demand, um, and their front office demands. So we shall see how the draft goes for them. But definitely losers of the off season with that with that trade, the lunch sack they received. <laughs> uh, San Francisco, uh, obviously, we talked about their big trade for D Ford. The one move I wanted to talk about that I don't understand that much is the Tevin Coleman thing. Like you have Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breida ran for a thousand yards last year. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't know how he fits into their backfield. I, and like, just, I don't know. It seems like a pure Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know. Yeah. He was there in Atlanta three or two years ago. I guess three, year ago, three years ago now. I feel like that was his guy. But I completely agree, Clep. And they gave Jarek McKinnon $30 million last year. I mean, he was, I think he's the fifth highest paid running back in the NFL. He didn't yeah. play last year. They, um, they signed Jordan Matthews. That was the receiver they chose to spend their money on. I just, I'm not even trying to be, but you, like you say, Clep, like, you signed Tevin Coleman, and I know that that's a pretty reasonable deal, I guess, but Breida had a great year last year. You have McKinnon coming back. I know Shanahan coached him, but it's like Pierre Garçon was your number one pass catcher last year besides uh, Kittle, and you're not going to bring him back, so you're relying now on Marquise Goodwin to be your number one option. I don't understand the logic behind it. I think this is another team that could have signed a guy like Jameson Crowder or even a guy like... Uh, Dante Moncrief or, or, or Devin Funches to, to come as a young guy who could maybe get a little bit of Tyrell Williams Tyrell yeah. someone like some revitalization in a new place with a good quarterback but I I think they have a lot of faith in Pettis and I I, I liked what I saw from Pettis last that's year right, guy Pettis, who, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. that's right who did but like it, an outside um, guy dude no, like an I outside think option Pettis I think is pretty nasty I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying that he's gonna be a one but I really think that he's he's really good he was hurt last year a and, physical big body on no the I know and I think that they're gonna be if they draft, would you be shocked if they draft DK? Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to decline the second pick for Odell and then take DK with the second pick, yeah. that is that is the I'm off the Shanahan train if that and Lynch train if that happens. I'm absolutely no, off. That, that is that is that, that's that incredibly be, fair. That would be ridiculous to do, and I think you know I, the whole Shanahan Lynch thing is starting to wear on me a little bit because I didn't like the D Ford deal either. I thought that that was a, a complete mm-hmm. reach. You're going to spend a second or pay a second round pick for this guy. You just saw. I keep referencing this Antonio Brown trade, and I know the situation was sticky there, but you see what these picks are going for. You see how much how overvalued they can be, and you're going to send a second-round pick for D Ford and pick up that contract. It just seems very – you must like him a lot, especially with all the defensive guys you've draft, drafted up and down the defensive line in the past few years. And like you said, if you're waiting for Bozer or Quinn Williams, why are you trading a second-round pick for – next year. It's next year. Still, you know, I, I agree. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, they, they – Maybe if it's a little, a little bit later in the second round because they might be a little bit better next year. Yeah, but I don't know, man. You're, it is you're really be, investing in house a lot. Definitely, I agree. I will say, um, I really like the Jason Brett move. I know we talked about him getting let go by uh, the Chargers, and he's obviously had some big injury issues. But man, he was a you know an All Pro guy yeah. like two years ago. So and they've really had trouble at corner. So all of a sudden, if you have Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett planted a nice level. I think that's a big get for them. And the Quan, they overspent, I think, a little bit on Quan, but he's a great linebacker who's young. Coming off an ACL, obviously, which is tough, but still super yeah, impactful. When he's, hel- when he's healthy, he's a really good The Seahawks uh, are going to start retooling their secondary a little bit because yeah. they lost Earl Thomas and Justin Coleman. Um, those are two signings we talked about earlier with their other teams. But big losses, they didn't, you know, they stayed pretty neutral. Definitely. They re-signed K.J. Wright, which I thought was good for them to do. Um, Michael Kendrick's bust. Uh, what, what, wait, wait, when is he going to jail? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, listen, if you're re-signing a guy who's who's got a court date to go to jail, then he must not be a bust. That's all I got to say. If you're gonna, say, <laughs> Carol's gonna take the time of day to re-sign Michael Kendrick's. Frank Clark staying with the franchise well, tag. Well, yeah, Frank, Frank Clark reason. also uh, is not. I don't think that's settled yet because supposedly he will not be showing up for camp and wants a new deal. So we'll see how yeah. long that holdout uh, lasts. Oh, it'll he, last. Yeah, no. He, Frank, don't budge. Yeah. <laughs> Go clean my fish tank. That's a, <laughs> that's a Frank Clark original. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on? Yeah. Tampa. Um, 
they didn't do too much. <laughs> I guess they kept Donovan Smith, which was good for them because their offensive line needs a lot of work. Um, but they lost, obviously, Quan Alexander and Adam Humphreys. I don't understand how this team was in is in like cap trouble. They're, they only have no money, and I just can't even really understand how because they don't have a ton of talent on their team. It's because their GM is a total yeah, dope, yeah. <laughs> idiot who yeah. was playing his Siri thing out on Hard Knocks. God, <laughs> he's just what a big fart of a man. Yeah, he is. Oh, man. I, how many days a week do you think he has brown shit stains at the end of the day? You know, like he looks down. I guess it's three out of I seven. I wanted to say, uh, Deion Buchanan's a guy that uh, Bruce Arians drafted in Arizona. Yeah. Bring him, bring him back. Had some uh, injury issues. Yeah. It was a long And then Shaq Barrett was pretty pretty good edge in Denver. Not great. Played behind Von Miller and uh, rotated, with, uh, yeah, rotated with Shane Ray. But uh, decent, decent signing. Another team that I think is going to make some splashes uh, come draft day. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Tennessee... Um. Yeah, they bringing in Adam Humphreys, I guess, to add a few weapons for uh, Mariota and Cameron Wake coming in too, and then also Roger Saffold, big big signing there, getting a good guard. I mean, that's a guy that's like, what are what are the Texans doing? Uh, yeah, bring, bring in, just bring in Saffold. No, I completely agree. Um, also, uh, signing Vaccaro long term, big extension, and uh, traded for Tanhill. Yep. Yeah, gonna be breathing down uh, Mariota's neck. <laughs> hey, man, that's a that's a camp battle, right? Yeah, there, it I'm is. telling you. Yeah. It's a battle. I guess they. I think Vrabel has a little something against Mariota, and they obviously aren't as sold on him, maybe as good. You would think. Good. I, I will say though, uh, Adam Humphreys, man, making almost forty million dollars. That's that's. I guess he had a pretty good year last year, but I thought that was kind of Cole Beasley as these slot, slot receivers. The receivers are getting, get, man. Yeah, they're getting paid. Redskins finish it off. Finish here. it off. Uh, Landon Collins, <laughs> six years, eighty-four million dollars. Going to be awful next year too. Um, Case Keenum, Case Keenum, AP, lost I, Crowder. I uh, yeah, Landon Collins obviously got overpaid. I don't think he's as one dimensional as he's maybe been made out to be. But don't give him twenty one. I mean, yeah, you can't give him twenty one. <laughs> no, he's man. not going to. He has too much respect for. Uh, well, Sean there was something on the score that said, "quote I would be honored," unquote, <laughs> to wear Sean Taylor's twenty one. So I don't know if that's. I'm sure. I'm sure Sean would have loved that. He's a, he's a kid who grew up idolizing Sean Taylor. We're we're now officially in, in draft mode, boys. I mean, oh, it's yeah. been draft season, but yeah. I mean, all these teams are pretty set right now. Obviously, it's still a few players out there on the market, such as Justin Houston or Zigiansa. Sue, Sue for sure. But um, it, it's it's heating up now. I mean, these teams are pretty set. In, in I mean, you can't expect rookies to come in and carry your team. Yeah. You know? So the teams are, are generally set right now, other than any quarterback side. Out of those big fishes we were talking about, any fits you, you see off top? I'd love the Giants to get Houston. Yeah. Would love to see that. I mean, what team wouldn't want a guy like Houston? I mean, he can never have enough edge presence and he's just a veteran or a leader. Another guy maybe I'm saying about front line is Jared Cook. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about Jared Cook? Yeah, they already One signed Jesse James. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. So, what a hang leader. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your loyal support. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it.